of you have gone on the Building Brothers trip there uh, over the years. It's a, we go and do a habitat build, and then we worship uh, with the two churches together there. And what a privilege it is to be able to, um, to be in ministry and mission together on behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our scripture today comes from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's that Old Testament book that not many of us go. I think I'm just going to sit down and read Deuteronomy today. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 6. Beginning of verse 4. Where we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home and when you're away. When you lie down and when you rise, bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word and for this privilege of studying it together. And now as I stand before these, your people, I pray that this would be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Love God. We've heard this scripture before. We know this scripture. As a matter of fact, if we were to play a game of Bible trivia and you got the question, what is the greatest commandment? Most of us could get this one, the great commandment is to love God. To love God. And how could we not love God? I mean, it sounds so easy. It appears to be so easy. We come together in this place and, and we hear of the great things that God has done for us. How can we not love God? I mean, God loves us. God sent His Son for us. Jesus died for us. Do you love God? Of course I love God. But the question is not simply here, do we love God? The question is, do we love God? I mean, love is one of those words that we can toss around pretty easily, but the question is, is do I really love God? Sometimes when I'm, I'm counseling with a couple that's maybe struggling a little bit in their marriage, you know, I'll, you'll, hear the, you'll hear somebody say, you know, I love God. I, I, I love him, rather. I, I love him. I, I love her. But then I'll, I'll ask... Well, let me ask you this. Are you in love with him? Are you in love with her? And it's like, well, I mean, but that, that changes everything. And the question that God is asking us today is not simply do we love God, but do we really love God? On Friday night, I came down, you know, came here to the church, came into the sanctuary to meet with a family for a surprise, surprise, 25th wedding anniversary renewal of the vows. And you go, well, how was that a surprise? <laughs> it was a surprise because the groom knew about it. Oh, yeah. 
But his wife didn't know anything about it. I mean, he called me up months ago, and he goes, you know, I want to I do this. And, and then, you know, he came over to my office, and we sat down and started planning what was going to happen. And, and, and I'm thinking, this is so sweet. And then I'm thinking, and this is going to make all the rest of us look really bad. But he started sharing about, you know, about, you know, how much he loved his wife. And he just said, you know, I, I just, I love her, Terry. I just love her. And he went to so much trouble. He had the kids coming in from school and they were going to stay at grandpa's house so that, that you know, the, the bride wouldn't know that the kids were back in town. And, and then he took a picture. This is going to kill us all. He took a picture from their first wedding, from their wedding day of the bouquet and went to the florist. And said, I know, oh. <laughs> and said, recreate this. It was sitting here at the church when she came in. And I'm thinking, we're going to look really bad. <laughs> you know, you look really good. But, but this is kind of challenging here. And, and, and so they came in, and, and it was just a very emotional, beautiful time. And, and he said, you know, after 25 years of marriage, I just... I just love her, Terry. I just, I just love her. And I was thinking about that, that passage, this passage that we were going to be talking about, and, and I was wondering how many of us, you know, periodically get emotional and, as we're talking about our God and go, I just, I just love him. I just love God. I mean, a whole different level of not just, you know, I love God. I mean, I love everybody. But I really love God. Sometimes when we hear the scripture, it's when Jesus uh, is talking about it and Jesus is asked. Oftentimes, you know, what, what is the greatest commandment? And at the time of Jesus, there were 613 commandments. 365, thou shalt not do this, and 248, thou shalt do this. And so he was asked of the 613, what is the greatest commandment? And, and Jesus would always go to the greatest commandment, since you love God. He would go back here to the scripture. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and your mind. And then he would say, and the second one is likened unto it, that you love each other. And oftentimes when we hear that scripture, we quickly give God and love of God the honorable mention, but then we turn to what does loving your neighbor look like because that's when Jesus told the great story of the Good Samaritan and we start talking about, well, but loving other people looks like this and loving other people looks like that. But the first commandment was that we love God. We have to be able to get this one down too. Loving God. What does loving God look like? Or sometimes when we look at the scripture and we go, love God, we turn it and start spending our time on how much God loves us. And God does love us. I mean, one of my favorite scriptures, as you know, is John 3, 16. And my favorite word in John 3, 16 is the little word, so. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We love that. I mean, you, you go to a NASCAR race. Somebody's going to be going, John 3, 16. You go to a football game. Somebody's holding it up. John 3, 16. It's a powerful verse. It's about God's loving us. And there's some amazing songs of God's love. But the question is, how do we love God in response? God loves me, no question. God loves you, no question. The question becomes is how much do we love God in response? Nancy and I have been 
together since we were 16 years of age. We started dating in high school. As a matter of fact, we never really dated hardly anybody else. And, and I guess one of the reasons was is when you find perfection young. <laughs> and I meant me. I found perfection young. I want to be clear. But we, you know, we started dating very young at 16 years of age. And, and so, you know, you know how high school kids are. We would show up at high school and you knew where you were going to be, which hallway you were going to meet at. Because the kids hang around at certain, you know, this group hangs over here and that group hangs over. This is only seniors. This is only juniors. And you know how we kind of mix it all up. And Well, we knew we would see each other and we spent time together. Some of many of our classes we had together. And, and then at night, what would we do? We'd call each other. Call each other. And this is before everybody had their own cell phone too, you know, to where you are now tying up the rest of the family's time on the phone. You know, it, it's for you younger people, it's called a landline. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's when you had a phone hanging in the house, and, and so, you know, you'd see the cord going across the room through a door because you were now in your room talking on the phone, and, and we'd be talking on the phone, you know, every night. We'd talk on the phone, plan the weekend. What are we going to do this weekend? Well, let's go to the football game. We're going to go to the high school football game? Yeah, we'll go to the football game, or we'll go to the basketball game, and then we'll go get some pizza, and we'll meet these folks, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. And every Friday when we get ready to go out, I wash my car. That's one of the things my wife regrets about marrying me is that the car is not always washed anymore. When we were dating every Friday, you know, cleaned up the car, had everything ready, it's because I was falling in love with her. It, I, there was a relationship, and I, I wanted to be able to show and express, you know, that, that I love you. And, and, and we've, been, we've now spent, because we got married when we were 20 years old, so we have now been together for 33 years. I mean, so... I love her, and I, I mean, I, I hate being apart from her. Last week, I was in Ohio uh, for three days or so at Ginghamsburg United Methodist Church. It's outside of Dayton, Ohio. It's one of our mega churches, and uh, Mike Slaughter has been the pastor there for about 30 years, so there was a group of about 20 of us meeting with him, talking about their church and their various ministries and missions and how they do the things that they do, and and, and it was great, and I loved being there at the church, and I loved spending time with them. I loved spending time with my colleagues. But then I'd come into a hotel room, pull the door. It's quiet. Just I liked being with somebody. I liked the relationship that we have. So even when we're apart or when we're taking care of family, my, my parents have some illness going on. Nancy's mom has some illness going on. And, and so she'll go up and spend you know, a couple days a week taking care of, of different family members. And, and, and so we check in with each other. Every, every night before we go to bed, check in with each other. Every morning, first thing, you know, we, we know about when each other's getting up, you know, if we're not at the same place, and, you know, we check in, just check, checking in. Throughout the day, we'll, we'll touch base, you know, a call. I'm, I'm going from here to here, just thought I'd check in. How you doing? I'm doing about as good as it was an hour ago when you checked in, you know. But she's a significant part of my life, so there's constant communication. As a matter of fact, you know, we're kind of a package deal. People go, Terry and Nancy, Nancy and Terry. I mean, we're just kind of, it's just kind of been that way the majority of our lives. And our kids know. Our kids know that we're pretty tight. As a matter of fact, when, when they were younger, they knew if they came up and asked us a question, that, 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 let me talk to mom. Before I answer the question, let me talk to mom. They knew, let me talk to dad. 
They knew that we were going to talk to each other, and now our kids are still 28 and 26 years of age, which is amazing when I'm only about 40. But, but you, know, <laughs> our, our, you know, our kids even today, if they ask a, a big question or if there's some big plan, they just go ahead and say, I know you need to talk to mom. They know that that relationship is there and that we need to talk. And then sometimes they give us the hard time because they'll go, you guys have been together too long. You finish each other's sentences. You know what the other one's going to say. And over the years of growing together, we can finish each other's sentences. And what God is looking for from us is, is a relationship where, where our family knows and when everybody around us knows that if there's something big happening in our lives, wouldn't it be great if our kids came up and said, I know you need to talk to God about this first. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be one of the greatest testimonies? I know you need to talk to God, but... Here's the question. Or if our intimacy, intimacy with God was so strong that we felt like we could finish each other's sentences, that I wouldn't even really have to ask, what would Jesus do? But my relationship with God has grown to an intimacy that I know what Jesus would do. It just comes natural what Jesus would do. And that's the kind of relationship that God is looking for here. The, the point is, do you really love me? The scripture is called the Shema. Deuteronomy 6, 4, that first word here is the Hebrew word Shema. It means hear, O Israel. It's God saying, I really want you to hear this church. Hear, O church. The Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Hear, O Israel. I mean, this, this is the command that God has given to us. This is what Jesus said every time he was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He went back to the Shema, Deuteronomy 6. Love God. That's the greatest thing. What's the most important thing? Love God. Really love God. St. Augustine once said, love God and do whatever you want to do. And people went, oh, that sounds terrible. And he goes, not if you really love God. If you really love God, then you'll want to do what God would have you to do. Love God and love each other. But love is that, that full measure of loyalty and commitment. He goes, love me with all your heart, that deep part inside. Love me with your soul, that's your being. Remember when Jesus was, was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was arrested and crucified? He said, man, my soul is hurting. That deep part inside. Love me with that kind of deep part of your life. With all your soul, with all your might, that's your strength. With everything you've got. Eugene Peterson paraphrases it this way in the message. He said, love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love Him with all that's in you. Love Him with all you got. I love that. Love Him with all that's in you. Love Him with all you've got. It was important, too, because Jesus said, or God said, rather, I want you, I want you to place these commandments that I'm holding you today, that I'm sharing with you. Here's what I want you to do with the commandments. I want you to, to get a leather-bound book and put them in there and then set it on your coffee table. I want you to, to put these commandments in a leather-bound book and and make sure you put it beside your nightstand and dust it periodically. Right? What does he say? 
I want you to put it in your heart. I want you to put this in your heart. And to make sure that he goes, and I want you to talk about it. It's not a relationship that you're to keep quiet. I want you to talk about it. So he says, recite this to your children. And I want you to talk about it when you're at home. And I want you to talk about this when you're away. I want you to talk about our relationship when you rise up. And I want you to talk about this relationship when you lie down. I want you to, to, to fix this. And, and I want to make sure that you recite it regularly. The rabbis taught that, that every day you should recite this command at least twice. Twice. I mean, can you imagine if every morning when you got up you said, Today I am going to love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might. And before you went to bed, today I will love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my... I wonder what would happen if we did that twice a day. Whereas Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Well, God then says... And to make sure you get this, I want you to, to bind this as an emblem. Fix it on your, on your hand. Fix it on your forehead. And, and if you know anyone that's Jewish, you'll, you'll sometimes see, especially the Orthodox Jews, when they take it very seriously, that, that you know, they'll have what's called a phylactery, and, and it's a little box, and it's got leather bands on it, and, and they put that box on the back of their hand, and they wrap the leather around it, and inside that little box is actually a little scroll, and on that scroll is the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. It's right there. It becomes that emblem, just like this ring on my finger is a reminder to me and it's a reminder to the rest of the world that I am in a covenant relationship with someone, that there is a relationship here that is binding and valid. And, and, and our relationship here with God, that symbol is, I'm in this relationship with God, it's binding, it's valid. And, and when you go to Israel, you'll see the wailing wall, the back wall of where the temple in, in Jerusalem was, and you'll see the Orthodox Jews they're praying and they've got a box on their forehead and the leather tying it around and you can even get one if you want to use one to wrap around your hand or around your head when you go and pray there and, and, and inside that box is this scripture hear O Israel the Lord our God is one you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your might and then he says put it on your your doorpost and on your gates, and that's called the mezuzah. If you go to a, a Jewish person's home, you'll often see a little box on the doorpost, and inside that box is the scripture. And every time you open the door to come home, you see that scripture, and you're reminded, I'll love the Lord my God. And when you're getting ready to leave, and you're locking the deadbolt of your home, I'll love the Lord my God. I taught this in a Bible study a couple years ago and a family shared with me, we're getting little boxes made to put on our houses. Because we as Christians, we, we're going to put the great commandment on our houses too. So that we'll be reminded that we love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. Can't forget who we are. Francis Chan wrote this amazing book. It's called Crazy Love. Some of you might have read it. I'm just going to warn you, you don't want to read it if you, if you don't want to get convicted. 
Because he's pretty straight. He reads a lot of scripture in it. And then he kind of points out about how many of us today, we say we love God, but we tend to have this surface level relationship, you know, this, this superficial relationship with God. We show up and worship periodically. You know, we give what we have left over periodically. But he's going, how many of us have crazy love for God? And here's what he says. He said, the core problem is, isn't the fact that we're lukewarm, half-hearted, or stagnant Christians. The crux of it all is why we are this way. And it's because we have an inaccurate view of God. He said we see Him as a benevolent being who is satisfied when people manage to fit Him into their lives in some small way. We forget That God never had an identity crisis. He knows that he's great and deserves to be the center of our lives. Jesus came humbly as a servant, but he never begs us to give him some small part of our lives. He commands everything from his followers. He commands everything. 1 John 4, 16, so we've known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. We love because he first loved us. You know, I went back to school years ago and got my doctoral degree doing the theology of marriage and marriage and family counseling, and and I hate to admit this to you, but periodically I need to be reminded of what it looks like to be a good husband. I mean, you'd think that I would know. I've read most of the books. But life sometimes happens. It's never that that I've never stopped loving my wife. But confessionally, there are times we take our relationships for granted, aren't they? I mean, there are times that we take the most important relationships in our lives for granted. And sometimes we we can kind of get busy and we realize, you know, it's been a while since we've been on a date. And one of the things that I ask every couple to to promise me when I'm going to do their wedding is that they'll continue to date. Even after they've been married 50 years, you need to date. Needs to be something with the two of you, spending some quality time together. And we'll realize, you know, it's been a while since we've really had some quality time, just us. Or our calendar gets full. And maybe with good things, but our calendar gets full and we get out of balance. I shared with you the, the phone call that I received one time from my wife in my previous church when you know the church was growing, we were building a new sanctuary and education space, and life was busy, and she calls me up on the church line, not the cell phone, and says, Do I need to call your assistant and get on your calendar? Point taken. It's not that we ever mean for that to happen. It's just life happens and pretty soon the important relationships are the ones that suffer because we we don't pay attention to the fact that the more we put on our calendar means that something else is getting bumped to the side. And sometimes it's the most important stuff that gets bumped to the side. And our relationship with God is the exact same thing. It's not that we ever stopped loving God. We just kind of got busy. 
We began to take our relationship with God for granted. After all, he's willing to forgive us. And so as a result, we just don't spend the time we used to spend together. We worship, but only on occasion. Did you know that the new studies are showing that in today's world, if you ask people, are you regular in church? They will say yes, and you go, how often do you go? And they'll say once a month. The new standard of regular in worship is once a month. So those of you who have already been here three times this month, you do not get comp time. <laughs> but isn't it interesting, if I did the same thing with my wife, you know, and just said, hey, I'll be home once a month. <laughs> it's the young married one going, that will not work. But isn't that what we do to God is that this most important relationship in our life? Because if we ask, what is the number one priority in our lives? We will say God, but God is the one that as our calendar gets full and it's good stuff. It's not that we're doing bad stuff, but it's just that the busier we get here, the more that relationship gets bumped to the side. And God goes, you know, it's been a while since we've had a date. It's been a while since we've spent any real quality time, just us. When's the last time you spent some time with just us? And our calendar gets full and our priorities get out of balance and the next thing you know, our relationship is just not what it used to be. Relationships take time and communication, talking with one another. When's the last time we talked to God, really just talked to God? And to get to the point where you can finish each other's sentences means you had to share life together. And you had to get to know each other. How much time do we spend getting to know God? Hmm. Maybe it's not such a small point that God's making after all. The most important thing is that you hear, old church, hear, old church, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love this Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all that's in you, with all you got. Loving God sounds pretty simple till you ask the question. Will you pray with me? God, it is so easy for us to talk about loving you after all we're Christians. And it's easy to talk about loving you because how could we not? You so love the world. But you're asking if we're still in love with you. You're asking if we yearn to be with you. You're asking if we love you enough that we miss you when we've not been in conversation with you or sharing life with you. You're asking if you're really a priority in our lives. You're asking if our love for you is part of our being, part of our essence, part of our identity, who we are. You're asking us to be honest and to look at our lives 
and to discern whether we've allowed so many other things to, to creep into our calendars and into our lives and into our days that, that we've accidentally pushed you out. Who else would still love us the way that we love you? So God, we pray that you would help us to grow in our love for you. That we would take the time to invest in our relationship with you. Time to talk with you. Time to share life with you. Time to worship you. Time to learn more about you and, and hear what you have to say to us through your word. So God, we pray that, that right now we would be honest with ourselves. And honest with you because you already know. Do we really love you? I mean, do we really love you? And God, we pray that you would forgive us when we've taken this relationship for granted. And God, we pray that you would rekindle in us and help us to renew our covenant with you today. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.